I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Thursday again, tell everybody to lock in, grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in. It's a one-hour show, constantly speaking facts. Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt. And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style. Jake is going to educate you, he has that knowledge on fire. Players, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy. Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby. Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform. Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards. No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at. Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for straight facts. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. Brought to you by the Up On Game Presents Network. Make sure you guys are liking and subscribing to Up On Game wherever you get your podcasts. And Apple, Spotify, uh, we're on YouTube as well. So get with Up On Game. Make sure you get all the facts and all the content that's on there. They have a lot of good content coming out. But once again, it's your boy, Jimmy J, my guys, Jake Galley and Stat Matt Robinson in studio here at Brownstone Studio. And- Media in Pottstown, PA. I love that we're in studio. We're all in high spirits, man, because the Phillies have been on a tear since the last time we've been in studio. They've won two series. They're up, I think, right now on the Padres, Matt. Are they still four two. Up 4-2 right now. They're hanging on against the Padres, looking to go up 2-0 in the series. When, when the episode is over and its conclusion, the game should be about to be over. So, like, we'll give you all an update. But how y'all been, man? Been good to be in studio. Good to see you guys. It's amazing to be in studio. I mean, it's it's great to be back. We we are in sports heaven. I call it in yeah, October. Great like, time of year. You have great like the best of parts of the MLB season. You've got all of college, all of pros. It's just awesome. It's also, I know this isn't our like spectrum of interest, but the union killing it in the yeah. MLS. No, no, I mean, no, our no. Philly sports. Philly sports is in a really good spot. No, I'm not gonna um, lie. What were we doing off camera? The Brian Windhorse, like. So- Something, something strange something is going strange on. Something strange is going on in Philly, man. You guys are the Fires are three and zero that I hear. Very strange. <laughs> like what? What is going on in Philly? Speaking of strange, I think we all can agree that there's some strange things, at least to us, going on in the NFL. 
And we, I say it like that because we're going to have to check tape on ourselves and, and just go back and see some of the bold predictions, some of the things we've said about coming in to the NFL season. And like, y'all, sometimes you just got to be in a dog, you got to grow up and wear your else. And that's what we're going to do today is we got some else to wear. Like, it's okay. So what, it happened. Go back to Curry. Like, the, you know what I mean? So the best players do. You know, if I only focus on the shots that I'm making, I'm not going to get better. I'm not going to so. get better. What, what, did, what did the a great the great Lil Uzi Vert said? Statistically, I can't win every time, but the score probably like 10 to 3. Yeah, and I feel, like that's, I feel like that's how we are. Yeah, you can't win every time. Right? So here we go. We're going to put our – we have so little L's as a podcast, we're going to put them all on the table for y'all. Right out in here so we can talk about them. And I guess I'll go first, get mine out the way. You guys, I'm loud about my take, so all the listeners, all my friends, all the followers can probably pretty much tell what mine was. And that was not only that the Raiders, I said a lot about the Raiders, some of which I could take back. <laughs> I said a lot about the Raiders. I said that they were going to represent the AFC coming out of um, going to the Super Bowl, coming out of the AFC. I said they were going to finish ahead of the Chargers. I said that Derek Carr was going to have like a top, I think, 11 to 12, 13 quarterback season. Mm. I said Devontae Adams was going to be the best receiver in the NFL. Oh, man. Was I talking about, like, Jonathan Abram in the, in the offseason? Like, I was really going off about the Raiders. Um, but the main thing is that I said they were going to finish ahead of the Chargers, which it doesn't look like they're going to finish ahead of anybody right now. Um, sixth in, in total points right now, up from 18th last year, but 28th in points allowed, 24th in turnover differential. So getting scored on not winning the turnover margin, not really performing as a team. And we talked about it. The only one really eating in this offense is Devontae Adams. And you would think that that would mean all systems are firing, and it's not. Like, they're still just absolutely losing football games. So, like, I guess I say it once again, I can't believe the Raiders are making me look this bad. Well, like really if you remember that their head coach is Josh McDaniels. And I thought that was going to be a good thing. Josh McDaniels suckers people into thinking he's smart. Because he does a good job when Belichick has like the reins around his neck, but once he gets unleashed, he like really fell apart with the Broncos, and now he's falling apart with the Raiders. And all the reports are like people just don't like the guy. He's just like a guy that people don't like. He's... But do people like Belichick? No, but there, there are people that do like him because like it's like this weird, and it's a, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, it's cool. but 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 McDaniel's is like this smarmy, punky. Like, you want to slap him kind of energy. And when you lose and he's acting like he's the most arrogant person, it's a Lane Kiffin energy. It's, uh, they're like brothers that have never met. And, <laughs> and, and I just want to say, like, last year they overperformed their point differential. This year they're underperforming. It all balances out. You can't continue to win close games. It's just unfeasible because close games come down to little things that you don't have control over like a little weird deflection or whether a fumble bounced your way or bounced out of bounds. And they're not as bad as one in four, but they're, they're exactly. I'm, I'm going to take my L later. So I'll take my W now. Um, they're like, well, they've, they're like a seven and 10, eight and nine t- kind of team. Um, They'll be lucky to get to seven to 10, eight, nine now. Well, like, they're like, going to, co- they're going to cover a lot of games if they get viewed as like a horrible team. I'll put it that way. I, yeah, it, it's a really peculiar situation because the statistics on offense are good, as we said. Uh, eighth, I believe it was. in Sixth in points. Sixth in points scored. And then when you, you start to dive a little deeper, you're right, Devontae is eating. 414 yards through five games. He's got five touchdowns through five games. I believe he's like third games. in the league in receiving yards right now. So yeah, he, he is performing very well. 
um, as you would expect. He leads the team with 54 targets. This is where the issues start to arise. Because the next leading receiver in targets on the team is not Darren Waller. It is not Hunter Renfro. It's not even Josh Jacobs. Uh-oh. It is Uh-oh. backpack guy Mac Hollins. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Mac Hollins is back. He has 29 targets, 273 yards. Uh, a lot of those coming, I think, in a singular game where he really popped off. And, and, like, let's, and let's go back to the first, what was it, week three? that the Raiders get off to this awful start and it looks like my prediction is not going to come true. We start to see the writing on the wall and you pointed it out then. And you said, if Matt Collins is the leading receiver or is one of your leading receivers, something is going wrong. And that's a big indication to me that they haven't fixed whatever is going wrong clearly because Matt Collins is still up and you're not finding your biggest targets. And what goes hand in hand in that is the Darren Waller drop off. Like last year, only plays in 11 games, but in a 17-game projection, would have had 85 receivers or 85 receptions over 1,000 yards. Still only the three TDs, but still would have had a good season. And then this year, on pace for only 54 catches, only 595 yards, under 600 yards, and still only three touchdowns. It's like if 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 someone's going to drop off, their wall is going to drop off, I guess someone's going to have to fill in that, that gap and, and fix it. And like the fact that it's Mac Hollins is a, is a double whammy bad on the Raiders, like that's and Derek Carr. And, and about, Derek Carr's true. having a bad year. Yeah, yeah, very true. Worst completion percentage since his rookie year. One of the worst yards per attempt of his career. Worst passer rating since his rookie year. And he has weapons. Yeah. Like it's not like he doesn't have like weapons or time. Like he and he's just not like he's just not executing. Yeah, I mean it's it's if you look at like he never looks settled. And you would think when you surround Derek Carr with all these weapons would come a poisonous and a and a steadiness that would allow him to go out and just, you know, if I just execute like you say, Matt, if I just make the right reads, go about the game plan in the way that I should, that all these weapons in this offense comes together and we hit on all cylinders. But there's there's no, like, he doesn't look comfortable. Like he doesn't look like he's sure uh, of himself and those weapons and they went out to get. And... It's resulting in the Raiders not being able to keep pace with all these teams that, in my view, they should be able to keep pace with. Yeah, it, I think it comes down, you know, Matt mentioned Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr's learning a new offense from a person who he may not agree with. Like, if Josh McDaniels says, hey, hey this is our game plan, and Derek Carr doesn't agree with that, like, he's your new coach. That's kind of, uh, you're kind of hemmed into that. I don't know, it goes back to all bad coaching. Um, a lot of players deal with that in the NFL, so it's not necessarily an excuse. But I think you couple it with the fact that they're in a really tough division. Uh, they played a couple divisional games so far. But are they? Because, yes, on paper and in theory, they're in a tough division. The Broncos stink, too. Hmm. The Chargers are underperforming as well. And that's also kind of what makes me double mad about this prediction. I wouldn't call 4-2 and two underperforming. They, they, they scraped to that 4-2. and two. One of them was against the Yeah, Broncos. but that's exactly what the Chargers never do. That's <laughs> true. They usually get those games. They win the shootout yeah. games, and they lose the scraping. But still, one of those games is against the Broncos. And they got embarrassed by the Jaguars. You know what I mean? So, like, they are they are underperforming. That that 4-2 record is a little bit fugazi. So, are they in, a, in this crazy juggernaut of a division? Like, if they are playing to what I believe they should, they're right at the top of the division. They're right there with everybody. Yeah, I, I don't know. That. Like, no one's run away with the AFC West yet. 
Unless they're not head and shoulders. Above unless the, Derek Carr, the, the Chiefs are still like. The, I know the Chiefs like they had a tough loss to the Bills and they had a bad and loss the to the Colts. But like they're the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're number one until someone in that division. They're number one until someone at the end of the season clinches. I guess, and you say that by default because of the Chiefs. But if you start this season in a race from the start of this season, no one's run away. Like you give them the crown because they're the Chiefs and they've been at the top for the last you know X number of years in that division. But no one this year has has taken it from from start to finish and been like this. I am the clear favorite. I'm going to run away with this division. Like I said, give it to the Chiefs by default. But the AFC West isn't performing as a whole as we thought it would. I, that leaves the door open to me for the Raiders. Yeah, and that disappoints me. Let, me. let me tell you what. I'm looking at the schedule. They will be fortunate to win three more games. They will be fortunate after their bye week. This, uh, or excuse me, it was this past week they have the Texans. Good, great. That should be a winnable game. Uh, the Saints. That's maybe two. Uh, and then you have. The Steelers are probably the only other. I don't know, man. The Steelers are a really tough team. That's really. Right, well, you play the Jaguars. The Colts the aren't that good. Right. The Colts. Okay. So we'll go there. Those three Texans, Saints, Colts. If they don't come out of these next four games, they already beat Denver with at least two wins. They're going to win under five games, five or less. Guaranteed. That's just really tough. Guaranteed. That's really guaranteed. guaranteed. I'll give this. Here, we could be, be checking tape of the check tape segment. If they don't come out of this with a positive record, they're so in So who, really who are the teams they for sure need to beat to get to stay up? The Texans and the Saints are probably remember they're minus three right now for a record, so they have to make up three. Right, so they are. So these are five Texans and Saints. They could jet all the way up to three and four, and then we'll be in the next two weeks. Oh, they right. could be Jackson. Like they could go if five. They, if they go up to three and four in the next two weeks, you got to look at where the Raiders are. Yeah, they're at Jacksonville though. They're at New Orleans. Uh, so I think Jacksonville. I, I honestly like Jacksonville at that point might be favored in that game by Vegas. So I don't know if they should necessarily win it. It's a winnable game. There's a lot. Any all the division games are winnable because all division games are usually winnable unless you're really really bad. I, I don't mean, think they're they're bad. I don't think they're, <laughs> they're bad. No, I, I don't think they're that bad. I think they are the same as the. You know we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. There's the same as another team. That we're if I'm about. being the most optimistic I can about the Raiders. Which is what? They, uh, is no, no, no. If I'm trying to put my mind in, like, get everything benefited out. Oh, they have a shot to win. I'll give them the win. Okay. They have a decent shot. I get them to nine and eight. But that's really, Very really just stretching oh, I think, yeah, yeah, a rubber is, band beyond its that is point glass, of return. That is glass 75%. That is not glass half. <laughs> yeah. That is glass mostly full. All right. So that's my L. I wore it. Dunce yep. cap on. Yep. Here, Jake. Uh-oh. Take the L. Put the dunce yeah. cap on. Get a dunce. So, Pass that dunce to the left. Here, go to L. I do want to just say I've been right about a lot this year. But this is about the misses. You have. You have. You have. And, and, and fair. Fair. Because actually... Peel back the curtain. Jake wanted to put on W's in the script too. And I was like, I don't know if we have time to put on W's. And the reason why I wanted to, because this man got a couple. Yeah. I, I, well, it's funny because I was like, oh, what was my like long shot Super Bowl contender? That could be like one of the L's I talk about. And I go back. I thought it was the Colts. I don't I don't know how we let him say the Eagles. It was the Eagles. And honestly, I did think I say I said in the moment, very homery, and maybe they're, yeah, they're probably beyond a long, long shot. shot. 
You talk about the Eagles, the Dolphins, and Tua. Yeah. Um, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Like you got you got some Ws. You got some Ws, all right? But your L. Yes, the L. And honestly, the NFC offseason episode where I went back to pull this from was full of them. I was very I listened to myself very high on Russell Wilson. I was very high on Julio to hear that it just happened. Yeah, going well, to your bucks. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But the one that I think I extrapolated the most on and was probably going to be probably going to be the most wrong here is that Allen Robinson would surpass the combination of, of Robert Woods and OBJ. The number two. Number two, receiver. right. The quote unquote number two on the Rams last year when you combine those two players was 72 catches, 860 yards, nine touchdowns. And I think we the question was, can he surpass it? I was like, oh, absolutely. He's going to have over a thousand yards. I was going way over. He's currently on pace for forty-eight catches, four hundred eighty-two yards, and six touchdowns. And to be honest, the six touchdowns is generous, right? To you be go, phew, like oh, yeah, 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 somewhere like six, six touchdowns is like I might be able to live with that year. And so that's based off of his seventeen-game pace. Uh, I have been stunned by, and I think a lot of people have, by how bad and anemic that 
uh, Rams offense has been at times this year. They have not been able to protect the quarterback. They're looking to like trade Cam Akers. They're not happy with their running backs. So it's a big, it's not just Allen Rodgers. It's obviously not his fault, in my opinion. I think he's still doing all the things that he had been doing. But the offense is in shambles there, and it's costing him big time. And here, here's here's the difference. He also doesn't have the same speed he used to have. He lost a little bit coming yeah. off an injury. But I think the, the biggest thing I see is just in, like, concept and in football in general. And when you have a, a quarterback who's struggling to get it going to multiple weapons and he's in an offense that throws the ball a lot, he's going to default to his number one receiver, especially if it's a person he's established so much chemistry with. If I just need to get a completion, it's going to Cooper Cup. And you see the Rams in so much need in, in their offense. Like fourth and something, third and long. Red zones, you've been there, you haven't um, converted. Like I need to get this. If you need to get it, I'm going to Cooper Cup. Maybe over anyone in the NFL, but certainly in the Rams offense. Now, reverberate back to Chicago when you have Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, and I need a first down. Who am I going to in the Bears offense? Yeah, I'm going to A-Rob over Darnell Mooney, <laughs> over, like, you know what I mean? Over these second secondary guys, these secondary options. I'm going to Allen Robinson. He's now in the, you don't get looked at when I need it. Jake, you said it off camera. You go back and roll the tape. There's times where A-Rob, A-Rob is open. I don't know if he doesn't know, you know, doesn't know how to call for the ball or, it's, or that's just Stafford's read on that play. But I would imagine that, a good amount of these plays that you rolled tape on are in need situations. Like, I need to get it. So as soon as Cooper Cup turns his head, the ball is going to be at him. And I, I'm taking my chances with him coming down today in double coverage that I am throwing it to A-Rob in a spot that, like, I'm not sure he's going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it's just default. Like, the Rams haven't been in the driver's seat a lot this year. You're in the driver's seat. I'm pretty sure he got his, his touchdown in the game that they, they handedly won. Like, they're in the driver's seat. So, A-Rob, now I'm going to my second and third and fourth or whatever reads. We're in the driver's seat, I can do that. But I think that's what it comes down to. So, like, yes, that's an L on your part. Yes, they're not performing or he's not performing. But I don't know. To me, that's where that's – it was a dependency in general. And him not performing is a dependent one. Like, it, if I had to be honest. It's it, – uh, the Brands are such a weird team this year. Because I don't know, it's hard to, no one can call, like, no one really mentions it like a big crisis because they got their Super Bowl last year. So, like, their success worked, and it's almost like they're just kind of, like, on autopilot and not realizing that, like, you have to try to, like, be a really good team. Like, I know you're 3-3, and but, like, you're, like, you're, like, playing weirdly, like, bad against the Panthers, like, and it's just, like, like you're better than this. Like, and you 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 remember them being better. And I, it's if they're just like content with winning the one, they just might just like post like some mediocre record, and then like, oh no, we're we're not like it won't be till like November, December, where they realize oh we actually have to try. It might be too late. Yeah, and looking a little deeper into these stats, you know the red zone has actually been so if you so they ran fifty three plays in the red zone. Let's call it, you get three attempts in the red zone. That breaks down to about 17 drives. And they've scored five touchdowns, zero interceptions. I would gather, and I don't know this for sure. If I look through the plays, I can tell you. I would say probably all of Allen Robinson's touchdowns so far have 
came in the red zone, which is where he's been, you know, I mean, that, that's kind of as a big body receiver where, yeah, so where you you're supposed play. to eat. And um, I mean, even still, though, like, you know, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, but out of 17 drives, that gives you a 33, less than a 33% success rate in the red zone. That's scary. So some of that has to do with the run game. Some of it has to do with uncomfortableness, but like, you guys are right. I think it's like there's no real fans there, so they, there's no like crazy like yeah, you have true. to do better. Like oh, you just want a Super Bowl. We don't really care about you anyway. Like oh, great. Well, I say fair. I like fair. Well, okay. Yeah, you you bring that jump to the northeast. Oh my god, it's you different. It's different. Matt Stafford's yards per completion this year is nine point nine. Last year was twelve point one. Like that's such a huge drop off. Um, and it's it's funny because you look at like you look at the record and the way they're losing these games. One. I'm wondering if their defense is putting them in any crazy bad situations and they're not. Only one game their defense has let up over 30 points in the first game of the season against the Bills. They've kept good teams in check until then. If you're the Rams and I'm giving you 24, 20, and what, 15 that they're holding these teams to, you got to win those games. Like, if you're the Rams offense, and my de- like, that's... not lose that game to Dallas. Yeah, like that's, 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 a, that's a goal as a defense is to under 20. If I give you that, you got to win these games, and like it's not an offense that doesn't that hasn't had the opportunity. Like they found themselves down and trailing in a lot of these games, throwing the ball a lot. Like you would you would think that just opens more opportunities for Allen Robinson, but it's you know it's not tenth in path, passing offense this year, uh, second to last in turnovers. They're just not they're not hitting on any soldiers this year. So I mean, do we think it turns around for a Rob? Not for A-Rob, but I do think it turns around for the Rams. That's why I didn't put them as my L, because they? they're my Super Bowl pick. If you're <laughs> and the Ravens. Um, the Ravens yeah. are just weird. Yeah. You had, but, but you had Rams. DVOA likes the Ravens. I, I like my eye test likes the Ravens too. I think my eye test likes Lamar Jackson. This is okay. We are. This is that's right. That's true. <laughs> the Ravens. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about it in future episodes for sure. Uh, I will just say. So I think Note Boom I saw went out, which was their replacement for Andrew Whitworth, um, who was their left tackle for a couple years. They were already shaky before that. If he's out for an extended amount of time, they're going to continue to struggle to run their passing offense because they're not going to be able to allow the receivers time to get open. I mean, that's, that's basic football. Um, for that reason, I'm going to say they don't turn it around. I think there has to be a team in that division that really takes a nosedive um, by nature of it. I don't know if they're going to go full nosedive. They're, they're going to win some games, but no, no Super no Super Bowl this year, which I guess isn't that crazy to say. Yeah, but you're the, you're the only team that – the Eagles are the only team that have a firm grip on the NFC. But there's still something open about the NFC. I Not hate for to the say Rams. It. I hate to say it, but Dallas is right in the mix. That's yeah, I hate that you said it too. I, yeah. Which means <laughs> – which to me kind of furthers my point of like, yeah, that the door is still open. All right. Time to go to stat mats out, which we've talked about a couple of times. But to to go to the it's gonna be a point, freeing. It's going to be a freeing. It's a, freeing freeing of of a finality. Of finality, it. correct? It, finality. It better be because <laughs> we we went back we're all the way back now, September fourteenth on Factor Fake. We talked about Saquon Barkley and if his if his return to stardom was imminent. Stat Matt said no. He's a bottom tier running back. And if you go back, even in the clip, Jake and I are like, like, are you sure? That's what he said. Bottom tier running back. He said yes. Let's fast forward six, seven weeks. He leads the NFL in yards from scrimmage. He has more rushing yards this year, 616, through six games than he did in 13 games last year, which is 593. And oh, yeah, 
the Giants are five and one. So stat map. I understand you're a big Eagles fan. I understand it's hard to root for the Giants and everything. But I, I, can we? You know what I mean? Can we wear it? So I don't understand at all how the Giants are good. Don't need to. The only thing I understand about the Giants is I was wrong about Saquon. Like, I can see being wrong. Like, he was an incredible talent. He was great when he first came out. He's having a better year so far this year than he's ever had in his career. His yards per carry is all he's ever been. So, I think it just shows that Brian Dable is just a really good coach. I'm okay, with, I'm okay with giving I'm really Brian upset Dable about that. But, no, I'm, I'm okay with you giving the praise to Brian Dable. I really am. No, because it I'm shows, okay. like, they misuse Saquon for all this time. And right. Saquon had injuries. And the combination of the two made Saquon, made someone... Like me, that's how bad the Giants screwed up. Yeah. And like, I forgot the innate talent. I thought it was kind of gone because of injuries. And I was like, no, nope, the Giants have screwed it up, which I forgot to factor in, which is a crucial mistake with the 2010 mistake on your part. Yeah, um, So Saquon's a top running back again. The Giants are really good. I still don't think they're five and one good, but they'll like they might sneak into a wild card or something. I mean, it's just the, the wins that they've had. This is a more of a Giants point than a Saquon point. Titans on the road, um, Packers in neutral territory. Go to the or I mean, you beat the Ravens at home, but still you, you beat the Ravens. Come back like a comeback win against the Ravens. That was These, crazy. They, they're, they're, you are what you at this point. You are what you are. Your record kind of. I mean, like, I know a couple. But their players are really good. Other players. than Saquon, their players aren't good. So it has yeah, to be the coaching. Like, it has to be the coaching. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. But that coaching can make you a good team, man. That's okay. I'm not. I'm not really worried about why the Giants are good. You just gotta like admit that they're a good football team, or you're gonna get beat by them. Like admit that right. you have to play them twice. Admit that they're a good no, team. No, they'll beat the Eagles. Well, I mean, this or is, you're going, this is or you're the, going to lose them. The divisional, the way that divisions work, the teams are so familiar with each other. Here's all I'm gonna say. It's hilarious that we bring up Ryan Dable because he. Yeah, I agree with you for what it's worth. Like, not a ton of shine in the beginning of the year. Really coming into the Giants, not a ton of shine. They finally start winning. He's getting some talk on him. If he was 10 years younger and had a oh chiseled, God. shaved beard, oh and he had some spiky hair. And he fixed cool Josh hair. Allen. Like, that's an incredible He would be viewed as, like, the best coach and, and ever. And, hey, he had fixed Daniel Jones, but, you know. Get he, use out of him. He, he super glued the arm back together and, and just put it in one point so he doesn't fall and break himself anymore. Like, he stood him up. And, and here's also, let's remember the context of Brian Dayball going to the Giants. This big scandal with Bill Belichick not knowing how to use his phone. And he texts Brian Flores, texts the Ryan Brian. He did not do that on accident, so, let me tell you. So here's the thing. <laughs> so maybe that's why, <laughs> maybe that's why Brian Dayball had to kind of tiptoe into New York. Because that's the biggest media market in the world. That's a good point. And you already have controversy. So it's like, hey, man, let's not brag and boast. You can't go and, and celebrate him yet. And then, like, you definitely can't do that and then not get off to a good start. So it may, like, benefit you to just, like, hey, let me just shut up and go into office and work. And then if we win, I can stick my chest out. He was number one under the radar. But, but, yeah. but imagine all that happens. He goes in. He's all loud and boisterous about it. It looks bad. That was bad because of what happened. And then imagine they don't get off to a good start. Like, he'd be, he'd be on the hottest of seats right nah, now. Nah, everyone expected the Giants to stink. So it's, that's my nah. caveat. Not as much as you did. <laughs> like the Giants have like one of the worst records. Like the them and the Jets are like the two worst teams in football over the past like four years. No, before, I, I, I agree. Um, I agree. Like this year, but but um, and now the Jets are. But good, put so. that all in context. I mean, they we expected the Giants to stink last year. It didn't make men make them any more any less of a talking point. 
for them stinking. Yeah. I, and the year before that. The shoe's still going to – my take for the Giants. Good for them. They're much punchier than they have been. I mean, obviously, they're one of the – You can't the tell Eagles, me five and one, like – Right. Okay. They're great. No, they're, they're doing a great now, job. Now, you, you can tell job. me this. Hey, you can tell me job. this. They could give you Cardinals energy. Like a five and one, six and one, seven, eight, nine, ten and one Cardinals team last year, where you're like, ah, like at some point the buck stops. I don't know when it stops, but at some point it stops. You can, I'd be more on point with that than you just telling me they're a bad football team. No, I don't think, oh, no, no, no. I don't think they're a bad football team. I just don't think they are good enough to win the division, win a playoff game uh, away. I don't. I don't. Not when you're playing, maybe not when everything matters. And and TVOA has them at, uh, where? 18th in the league, so DVOA doesn't believe in them. How do you view the Packers? Nah, you heard the way I talk. Packers are 20th in DVOA. So how, you, how do you view the Packers? I don't know. It depends on what Rodgers is feeling like playing. Like Rod- everything is up to like Rodgers' mood, kind of. <laughs> how do you view the Ravens? I think they're good. How do you view? The, I mean, the Titans. But how do you view the Titans? Eh, they—they're all the same to me. They are very similar teams. The Ravens beat them all. The Ravens are one beat that I say stick out as a better team. Beat them all. You're right. And, and, You're right. and to me, as much as I would love for this just to be a Saquon Barkley talking point segment, I don't think you can just talk about him. You have to talk about the Giants as a whole. Yeah. If they were bad and he was just back to his normal self, whatever. It'd be same the old. Same old. Scrap the rest yeah. of the team. But like talking about him within the context of how good the Giants have been and how good Brian Dayball has been at coaching, to me, is a more fun way of talking about the Giants. Like they're they're them, them and the Jets. Like New York football is the most interesting thing in the NFL right now. Uh, That's a take. Good and bad. Good. Hey man, Jets got a ton of intrigue. First and foremost is how are they doing that with the worst quarterback I starting said, in the I NFL said most today. interesting. Like I didn't say best. Yeah, and this was, we talked about it's interesting. Yeah, we talked about one AFC West team. My other L is Broncos. My dark horse Super Bowl. Hmm. Russell Wilson has been a disaster. Not a real person. Um, Wolverine blood in his veins, according to him. Sure. Um, Might be. He has the worst stats in every category of his career. Any year, you try to pick and choose. Oh, touchdown percentage, passer rating, completion percentage, yards per attempt. Every single one, it's the worst this year. Um, it's an unprecedented collapse of a great player, if that is what it is. Um, uh, is there hope? They're second in the DVOA for defense. So if they can get their offense together, they're, they might be decent. All their losses are by less than um, double digits. All their, their single-digit losses. And my last caveat is Wilson had a seven-game la- stretch last year where he stunk just as bad as he's thinking now. And he still ended with a one and three pass rating, which tied for fourth. So I mean, there's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not feeling good about it, but it's not like a lost cause. Oh no! Oh oh! I didn't. That's weird. It's a lost cause to me. Yeah, I. They're not. And here's here's the thing. And and you remember if you go back to that episode and listen, I was like really on the fence. Like I was like, I can see it working. I was in on. But like I know I could. But I had to see it first. Like I was like I gotta I gotta like see it work because. Like the the enamoring in Seattle was let Russ cook, so no one perceived that he had as much of the reins of the offense as everyone thought he should. And maybe Pete Carroll was just some weird genius that knew above everyone that like we he can't have the whole reins. No, Wilson offense. was that good in Seattle. He really was that good. I mean, like yes, I'm inclined but, to, but he's never had full. Now someone fully gave him the reins. 
He's a system player. He's a system player. Hey, maybe that's what it is, bro. Like, that's kind of what I'm... Jimmy G, like, get that's you... Wow. Yeah, no, wow. that's what he's playing wow. like right now, oh, by wow. the way. Or he actually... This, no, no, let me correct myself. Wow. He's playing worse than Jimmy G. Like, way worse than Jimmy G right wow. now. So We could get our Jimmy G takes off in another episode. He's another favorite here. But yeah, that's another... Oh, not, it's a, it's a little crazy, but like... Uh, they ran the ball so much because Russell Wilson would come undone if you let him throw yeah, 50 man. times well, a game. Like, no, I didn't see how you're, I, I hard disagree. I'm not going to get like relitigation. Russell Wilson, Seattle, is first ballot Hall of Fame level talent. Starting not like the years they made the Super Bowl. It's like kind of funny. Right after that is when he peaked from 2015 to 2020 specifically. 2021 was a little bit down, but not that down. He was unbelievable at everything. And he's just collapsed as a player. I, there's no way anyone can convince me that it's because of Pete Carroll's offense that he was that well, good. No, it's not the offense. It's basic football principles in the sense that, like, you know, you have a heavy run game. You force the defense's secondary to respect. It's going to make reads off play action that much easier. They ran a ton of and, play and action. And you can be magnificent. You could be magnificent inside that scheme, for sure. That's No, but the scheme changed all the time. They didn't have a consistent offensive coordinator there. They let, let but the, no, but the principal, the offensive principal in Seattle, and they made no, the two coordinators. The, but the system quarterbacks don't make, aren't the ones that are the best in the league at deep throws, and that's what Wilson. Was. That's fair. That's probably a, yeah. He's not a system quarterback. I'll say that. Well, well I get what you're saying. He's a concept. He's not concept he's, quarterback. He was like, aided. By you know what I mean? Fact. Like not like not a plug and play quarterback in one system, but there is a like a concept he excels in, a way of football he excels in, and one clearly that he's not. Like if you put like, him in the Minnesota Vikings offense, I don't know that we like they're better. I mean, I, like I, I don't know. There's no reason then, Matt, that he should not be performing with the weapons that he has there. No, he collapsed as a player. This will happen this offseason. He had an unprecedented decline. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, but see, or it's a horrible stretch, and he bounces back. I just don't see that. But I, you got brothers looking at him sideways as he way sideways. (laughs) I don't think that happened. Spinning. He might have go, and he's not a. And we we can talk about this. No, but he's been corny forever. This isn't no, Matt. You knew where I was going. There's a new level of corny to Russell Wilson this year. I've never seen this level of corny. I've never seen. You want to talk about unhinged? That, but like, this, I've the, never, subway, the Subway Danger Witch commercial is one of the most unhinged things I've ever watched in my entire life. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Yes. Everything, everything is Scary. everything is super cringy. That's not a guy I rally behind. Like, if you go and post a 60-something quarterback rating and you're terrible, and then I wake up the next morning and these are the TikToks that I'm seeing, like what? Like, if I open my phone on a Tuesday morning, and it's Russell Wilson talking about Russ. What are you most faithful for? Uh, uh, like family, football. I'm, I'm. Oh man. Oh man. Like that would. That, that makes me mad. And I'm not even on the Broncos. Like so. That's not a quarterback that makes me want to like, like, like that. I rally behind that. I get behind that. Motivates me. Like, well, that's it, recording. It's different when you're winning though, right? Yeah, when, not. It's also because he's with a new team. You can't be doing that with a new team that you're not established with yet. Well, yeah. I'm sure some you see how you see how um what's his name talks how about how Richard Sherman talks about him right? Richard Sherman no I'm anti Richard Sherman with his Russell Wilson points well it's, you, you know, all, all I'm saying all I'm saying is just because you're a teammate don't mean yeah. you know what I mean just because you're a longtime teammate 
His longtime teammates can't even get a hold of him. That guy's like there was management. That's right? horrible and terrible. You know what I mean? It, it, he's blamed Russell Wilson for losing the Super Bowl countless times. Wilson's <laughs> never blamed Sherman once when his defense allowed 14 points in the fourth quarter. That's no, why the Because Super Richard Bowl. Sherman himself didn't do that. <laughs> he's the defense. Russell Wilson himself threw the reception on the goal line. That was Russell Wilson himself. That's he's the captain of the defense, all the, like, or Bobby Wagner or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, it's his responsibility. I, I hear you. I hear you. All right. So, y'all, I hope all our listeners and viewers enjoyed that because not too many times we're going to wear our L's like that. But you know what? You know, get a little transparent on the podcast. And like I said, when there's so little of them, they're easy to pick out. Mm -hmm. All right. This next one, we're going to go to the second segment of our podcast because, of course, it is opening week for the NBA. I say that because we're recording on Wednesday. It'll air on Thursday. So one night of games have been played, but the rest of the slate of the NBA plays tonight. Wednesday with, of course, some more big games tomorrow on Thursday. Before we get into our second segment, you guys had the first opportunity to watch the Sixers in the regular season. Get a little handled by the Boston Celtics. But here's what I'll say. A brand new team in the Sixers played one of the most cohesive and put-together units in the NBA. The most tenured unit together in the NBA who just came off a finals run. So, like, from a a third-party point of view, y'all are fine. Like, it's not... I know you losing to the Celtics doesn't feel good on primetime TV. No one's talking about Ime Udoka right now because they won. So, like, I know that doesn't feel good as a Sixers fan, but just know that, like, do not hyper oh, no, to no, the no. first game of the season. No, this is actually, this is common fair. Uh, you know, obviously, if they win, then it's the biggest deal ever. But if they were to lose, like they did, no, this is the first game of the season. This is important to keep in mind for all sports with your team. If they win, huge deal. You're lose, man. Yeah, Philly's better at um, some places than others. The only thing I will say is fire doc rivers <laughs> that's, that might be true. I'm, I'm holding on to that one until a little later in the season uh but joel looked incredibly disinterested last night and i wonder if it has something to do with harden dribbling the ball more than the rest of the team combined i wonder if it has something to and harden looked amazing amazing shaking people to the ground like he hasn't done 22 first half points that's the Harden y'all have been he, he for, had a right? burst he had a burst like i haven't seen since he was that's with houston in his exactly yeah, yeah. so that was amazing to see and you know what if it takes him dribbling 500 times to get there maybe that's something you can consider it's going to take some figuring out with tobias harris as the fourth man with uh, Joel now sharing the ball with Harden and Maxi at large. I, it's going to be. Tough. I saw a lineup that was James Harden, um, Anthony Melton, um, George Nian, mm-hmm. um, Matisse Thybul, and who was who was the? Sounds fan? like you're putting together the all all bench and Harden. The get out of my way lineup. The, hey, you guys stand here and let me dribble line. I'd probably dribble 500 times too if I was okay <laughs> with that line. Yes, I would. I would go get my bucket every... And that's what that lineup was there for. Because when you're in the game with Embiid and Maxi and all the other starters, you become a distributor. We need you to move the offense. If we want you to go get some buckets and get some scoring under your belt to get in rhythm, bro, you out there with guys you're not going to look at twice. The thing, go get a bucket. I mean, also, the thing with Embiid is people forget because he was so great for almost all of last year. It was the first 10 games of last year. He kind of was really bad. And, like, there are, like, people are kind of freaking out about it. I just kind of think he's a little bit of a player who gets a little rusty in the sense that game, defense, double team, and he turns the ball over, and that's his huge weakness. And he's corrected that a lot recently. Um, but especially last year's lows of his career. But, like, 
it'll take him a couple games, especially against the best defense in basketball, which was Celtics for last right. year. Um, and last night. So, like, just get ready for it. Like, just get, like, if that happens, and B plays better if that's game 20 of the season, not game As most people. But, all right, before we get too much on a tangent, the second segment is actually some NBA trivia. So, we haven't done trivia in a while. It's always good to get the, the muscles going, keep it loose with some NBA trivia. So, Stat Matt has come up with, again, some trivia questions that he's going to pose to Jake and I. And we'll see who knows their NBA trivia the best. Which is, well, we go back and forth a lot. We, you've won some, I've won some. We've done, we've done pretty good. This play. is a good series. This is like an all-time rivalry here. Yeah. Classic. Uh, if it's 2-2, two, two, I have a tiebreaker question. Right. So, and, and then, so we'll start with one person. They don't get it. Do we want to do a steal? Or, or, is, just, or is it both just give our answers? Both give your answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Okay. Uh, we, have so, to, like, we have to make sure like we, I'm not just answering because like you said. Okay, like, so. The honor system. Like, yeah, so type it. In your like notes on your laptop. So, the first question. So, who is this team? Last year, and the hint of, for all these is all the teams at worst made the plan tournament. Right. So, this team finished 20th in offensive efficiency in both overall offensive efficiency and half court offensive efficiency. That's hard to say. And this offseason, they added. I'll be a little more specific than what it says in the script. A guard who ranks second in pick-and-roll scoring, sixth in pull-up scoring, and made the fourth most above-the-break threes um, last year. I think I have an answer. Me too. Uh, so th- this, this team is 
Um, uh, this team, I actually, I'll, I'll do this. There, no, I can't do that. That's too obvious. So, I think you guys should get this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that difficult. Can we the question anymore? Do uh, you want to answer first yeah. this time? Yes. Uh, and I think we talked talked about them a couple of episodes ago, maybe last episode. Yeah. Uh, I got the Cleveland Cavs. Got it. Yep. 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 Donovan Hold Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell is obviously the guard, mm-hmm. right? Who they acquired. And, and look, man, if that just, like, the, the Cavs are well-balanced, at least on the offensive end. I think the major question we're going to have is how well can they defend as a unit. And we talked about Donovan Mitchell's got to be that high-motor guy who can really pull it together for them on the defensive end. But, like, on the offensive end, like, they are a well-put-together unit, man. Like, they should be able to, to keep pace with, like, the best-scoring team in the league. Yeah, I'm excited. As I mean, we, we talked about them at length, but, like, I'm very excited to see how that offense ends up working out. You basically have all the redeeming values in Rudy Gobert and Jared Allen, mm-hmm. except... You didn't get bullied. <laughs> he doesn't get bullied because he's not a goofball who Ugh. spreads COVID and ruins teams and... I mean, that was a really big dividing point or the start of the fraction of that relationship. Yeah, Cavs, Mavs, whenever they play is going to be must-see because I, I think Donnie's going to want to put that boy under the ring. He's seen him get dunked on by so many people. You mean like, Timberwolves. Timberwolves, right? I mean, I mean, Wolves, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Um, Cavs, Wolves, like, he's got to see. He's got to want to put that man under the ring. He's got to. Well, Cat's not going to stop him, so it'll be. Cat will be the three-point line. Cat will be the person who Donovan Mitchell blows by to get to Rudy Gobert. Yeah, so, yeah, so right, the basically one. the Cavs' biggest weakness was their offensive efficiency, right. um, and they added one of the best scoring guards in the game. So half-court offense, you need a guy to get you an iso bucket, a Donovan Mitchell. They solved their biggest yeah, flaw. Yeah. Right, all right, so 1-1 one, one we got here. So go ahead. Team go two. Ahead. So they finished 28. This team finished. 28th in bench points per game, 30th in offensive rebounds per game. And this offseason, they added a power forward slash center that had a 9.6 offensive rebound rate for his career, which would lead, which would have led the league, well, would have, which would have led this team last season. And as a bench player, averaged 13.1 points per game. Uh, another hint I will say is the rest of these teams made the playoffs, just okay. in general. I think I have an answer that I believe is going to be wrong, but it's a good guess, and I'm going to go down firing. So I think I have my team. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the how the positional breakdown works out with who I'm thinking of. Um, this this team. I think, I, I think yeah, me too. All right, go ahead. This okay, okay. I'm, I'm answering first. Yeah, I, I'm either like good ass answer James or wrong answer James. The Sixers? That's my guess. I got the Sixers, too. It's the Sixers. Oh, Let's go. All right. Okay. So, if Montrez Harrell is the big yep. man I picked up, hey, that felt good. Because I was talking. I, I thought that was wrong. I was like, ah, 28th in bench points. But when I was like, think about who who came off the bench scoring last year. Corkmaz. Ah. You know why they're 30 for offensive rebounds? Because Embiid shot every shot. shot. Yeah, so yeah. Re- That's true. <laughs> and we saw last night PJ Tucker uh, was open a lot in the corner, number one. And number two, I thought he had great chemistry with Harden. There was a couple of like moves. Well, yeah, them boys, they play together. They a lot. play. They, they know they, how to they and, have... and they're long time, like lifelong friends. So like they. they and that's ultimately them. why he got 30 M's from the Sixers yeah. or whatever he got is for that reason right there. So. For sure. For sure. All right. Two two. That was that got the juices flowing a little bit. All right, go ahead. So this team finished 29th in points in the paint and 29th in second chance points. They added two centers this offseason, one that averaged 17 and 10 last season, 
and one who's a veteran with championship pedigree. Oh, I think bonus points if you can name both centers. I think you're being a little tricky here, Matt. Me I've too. Been, Me too. We think. Me too. I don't think it's that tricky. That's my hint. I don't think it's tricky. Uh, I have one. I have two guesses. One fulfills one center, one fulfills the other. <laughs> no, no, no. But they they got both of them. I know what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think the team, the two teams I have, fulfill both the. Like centers. the the, the one of championship pedigree. Like you might have forgotten that this team got him. That's why I'm giving it. A That's bonus why point. I know. And uh, you I can't have, you can't Google search. No, no, I'm, just, I'm just writing. Right okay, right okay, now. okay. Right like, I forget who it was. This is really tough for me. I think my answer is going to be wrong. Like I'm going to try and get Matt here, and I think that he's he's shaking me a little bit. Um, me too. I'm going to another hint. The last, the first two teams were Eastern Conference teams. The next, the last two are Western. Oh, bro, that's I, I have it. Actually, it actually doesn't narrow down my two options at either. But like that was a, that was a big hit. You shouldn't have gave us that hint. That was a big hit he just gave. You think? Both my teams were of one conference anyway, but, like, that's a big hit he gave. Mm, yeah, it takes I, out half the NBA. Well, I guess. I guess in that, <laughs> in that sense it does. It actually eliminated the team that I thought it was. I'm not going to lie to you. So that's a good guess. That's a good hint. Um, okay, let me think. I, I'm going to lock in my answer that I'm almost positive is wrong, but I don't have any other guesses right, at the moment. What's your so, oh, I don't know if he's a center. I'll say it. I think the answer is the Dallas Mavericks. Christian Wood, Christian was, Wood, yeah. But I couldn't think Who's of another the other one. Center. I thought did they? Did they have Willie Cauley Stein? He was already there. No, no, your, the Suns have Willie Cauley Stein. Okay, okay, wait. Who's so, your pick? Yeah, it was your. It was either the. You Mavs, have to pick one. I know. God. I get all right. So you pick the Mavs. I'm gonna go the Timberwolves. It's the Mavs. Let's go. Let's go. Who's the other? Who's the other? McGee. Oh, the Willie Cauley Stein clone. No, seriously, the prototype. The prototype. That's uh, and and you know what? It's weird to describe Javale as a veteran championship pedigree, like, but that's exactly what he is. Yeah. But why did crap? Like, why did I? Why did I let you like get me? Like, I could answer the Mavs too. <laughs> well, you you know who I thought Matt was sneaking us with is I thought this was going to be the Detroit Pistons and the guy who averaged seventeen and ten was Jalen Duran last year in college. <laughs> that's I thought Matt was going to be sneaky that like that. No, but they again all these teams made the playoffs. And you know what? There it is. When you said champion, the center has championship pedigree, you might forgot he has them. I know because he doesn't have a champion. Was DeAndre Jordan on the Lakers team? No, they, yes, he was yeah, right. Yeah. So I, th- I almost right. picked the Nuggets because I'm like, yeah. is he trying to sneak like DeAndre Jordan and going to the Nuggets? But I was like, they didn't like. There are other centers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I'm doing acquisitions that I think will help the team. I'm only naming things. So you're doing uh, too many hits. <laughs> no, no. So, so yeah, strong, you, you can get them by the stick. No. So again, so they uh, were 29th points in the paint and second chance points. Christian Wood and Javel McGee are going to help that a lot. That's true. It's yeah. going to help Luca load off the offense, not have the highest. Hey man, the Mavs the play the Mavs play the Suns tonight to kick off the season. So. Like we're we're gonna see that offense real soon, and like that's all Luca needed was just some pressure in somewhere, take it off of me somewhere, and I would rather like almost rather them as a competitor of the Mavs get another like complimentary score than to get someone to do the dirty work for him. Yeah, because then now all he does like. He can go He's out. in his bag. Oh, man. He don't got to go rebound. Also, go Christian Wood deserves to be on a contender. Yeah. For sure. And that's really nice to see him there. For sure. For sure. All right. So, three to two, Jake. Yep. 
All right. So the best I can do is just lose by one now. So. No. Well, you can tie. You can tie. I can tie. True. That's true. That's true. I give you a lot of credit. Figure out how you're going to get this one. So this team finished 30th in loose balls possessed, 26th in forcing turnovers, and 21st in opponent's field goal percentage. They added a great defender at guard who averaged 1.1 loose balls possessed per game, 6th among all guards, and finished 13th among all guards in contested shots per 36. I literally had it, and then I remembered you said it's a Western Conference team. No, no. That was the last one, right? No, both the of them. Two, two East, two West. Oh, it's eliminate two I thought it was going was gonna, to be. That's big. Hawks. I thought it was the Hawks. Um, I was going to say it was the Nets because Ben Simmons. Uh, but I then I realized the he's Hawks. not. Off, I was going to say the Hawks and Johnson Murray's like second in the league in steals. Like yeah, that. oh. And these are our last year's stats. Well, no Ben Simmons stats. Ah, <laughs> okay. Good one. Good one, good one. Um, this is a toughie here, actually. Nothing's yeah, popping see. to mind. Nothing mine. comes right to mind. Um, let's see. When you think of their all Oh, 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 I got it. I got it. Oh, no. And it's hilarious. Oh, no. And it's hilarious. This is a good one. All right. That. Um, I answer first anyway. So I think I'll give you like five, ten, ten more seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Most I'll allow you to do is look up a list of teams in the NBA. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to do that. That would be besmirching my NBA prowess. Uh, so in, in the West, this was, you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two. Uh, I guess I'm really liking my answer, but it's wrong. It's wrong. Right, uh, I'm going first. Yeah. The Lakers. Nope. Listen. Damn, no way. Pat Bev went. Pat Bev didn't scrape up every loose ball. Are you kidding sick. me? That's actually a really good oh, guess. Pat Bev. Bev. I was like, who on the Lakers? I thought it was Pat Bev. Jake Bev. said the Clippers. It's not the Clippers. I said either. the Clippers. For who? Was, Adding John Wall. Well, Lakers. Wow, John Wall. Yeah. The Lakers didn't make the playoffs. But you said the Oh, they didn't make them. They all, the, all the all the all the teams. <laughs> I forgot about the, the Denver Nuggets. Average Bruce Brown got Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown. Wow, he's Matt. a great guard defender. Wow, Matt. Wow, he's and a hey, scrappy about, guard defender. And about the only he's, thing the Nuggets didn't do last year was defend. Yeah. About the only thing they didn't do. Don't, dude. I I said the Nuggets. You're really Nuggets. You're treading closely on. He's the kind of guy the Nuggets need. For sure. Yeah, and he's a, yes, like a great yes. acquisition for them to like fill a hole. Or like and you know, like, you know who's also a really scrappy guard the Nuggets got and when he gets back healthy from your problem? That boy, too. Shout out Colin G, man. Get healthy, man. Get healthy, CG. Is he on their team? Yeah. Huh. I, I, actually, I, I guess I do remember that. Sir. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I take the dub here. Do you want to run out the... Like three, two. Uh, do you want to run out the, the, the last question? We'll give one last gasp. So it won't count. I didn't figure out because this team was underwhelming in the offseason, in my opinion. I just have they finished 29th in free throw rate, and they were a contender last year. 29th in free throw rate. Did they made the play-in? They made the playoffs. But, but we're terrible at free throw. Free throw rate, getting right. to the free throw line. To the line. Not percentage, rate. I got my answer. Yeah, I got my answer. I might have mine. Who's yours? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I have the Atlanta Hawks. That's who I had. Phoenix Suns. Damn. Wait, so, and they didn't, did they add someone that? No, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, no. The Suns literally didn't add anybody. (laughs) Not that they had anyone to help. The free throws. They didn't add anybody. We lost people and added no one. Do not get me started on the Suns. Acquisition. They're about to lose Jay Crowder. Right? Another stat I saw that was sad is that Matisse Feibel was fourth in the NBA in quality three point, um, like, like basically open three point. Like how, how often he, he was open three point? He shoots one shot. No, but and he, but his percentage is so crap. Yeah, he shoots what a game. He doesn't make it. He doesn't make it. All right, that's pretty good. Jake gets the trivia dub for this one. Good job on his part. Enjoy it. I will be back. The I'm gonna next put it in the trophy round. case. Yeah. I will be back. Parade. Don't lock it because I'll be back for that for that trivia trophy. But we're almost out of time for this episode of Straight Facts. It was a great one as always. We can get some shots about the buzzer. Someone got a shot at the buzzer for me, real quick. The playoff format in baseball is silly, but it's always been silly. That's the point of it. The best team doesn't win in most American sports because there's a tournament at the end. Of course, 162 games is a better way to determine who's the best team. But we want to see who's going to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. I think there should be more claim to a team like the Dodgers who won 111 games. There should be like, it shouldn't be like, oh, wow, they choked in the playoffs. Like, they lost a four game series to the Padres. If they did that in July, no one would blame. But because, of, like, it's just kind of it's what happens. But it's also what makes it great. Also, this isn't new in baseball yeah. at all. The Twins in 1987 won 87 games. The. Blue Jays missed the playoffs that year with 96 wins. The Orioles missed the playoffs that year with 91 wins. The Yankees missed the playoffs that year with 90 wins. And other divisions. And, and they won the World Series with a negative run differential. It's always been silly. The Cardinals won with 83 wins. This isn't a new thing. 
people are just mad that the Mets and Dodgers got knocked out because they're high-profile teams. I'm not upset that the Mets got knocked out at all. <laughs> in the slightest. Or the Dodgers. Yeah, in I'm the slightest. I'm very happy about it, actually. Uh, but no, that, that's true. And, like, the only – I actually don't have a problem with three- and five-game series. I actually think more uh, – the NBA is the only part I'm thinking about. Should adopt a five-game series, like – should be more willing to adopt the five-game series in the beginning rounds. Bro, like, yeah. to be honest, like, yeah. I don't want to see a seven-game series of a 118. Right. Very rarely do you get a good matchup. Like, very rarely. I remember when so we So, like, let's it. get this thing done in five. Like, and let's, you know what I mean? Let, let's move on and get on to it. The only, the problem I have, the qualm I have with it is that even in the five-game series, the away team gets not one home game. Or in the three-game series, the away team doesn't get a home game at all. It's all three straight, which I guess it's hard because you'd go one, one, wild, one. Wild card team. That's kind of the. But so you get for in a wild card team, right? Yeah. That's the big, the big detractor. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, made it to the playoffs. Like I, I think, I think everyone should have at least one. But like you said, man, it's always been that way in baseball. You just kind of learn to adopt it at this point. Um, but yeah, Jay, you got something to say at the buzzer? Uh, we talked about it pre-show. I'm going to start to tabulate how many articles, tabulate. how many oh. podcasts. From the Ringer, from ESPN, who are they talking about that's going to be MVP? Because after last year, what we learned is some people may be getting their pockets lined. No, I won't go that far. I'm just <laughs> but but seriously, it is I think a upcoming issue for the NBA and for sports in general, where you have people who are able to lucratively bet on the NBA in terms of awards, which is completely, totally dictated. On voters, who could be the people placing bets on who they know is going to win because be all of their co-workers are also betting for, are also going say, If you bet. have a vote for the MVP, you can't bet. You're on. not allowed to, yeah. but yeah. I bet it's easy there's, to... There's no, I mean, I you can just, no, no, NBA rules, not legal. Right. But, like, I can just tell you, go place the bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, it gets really hairy. You guys brought up, like, Sham Sharania partnering with FanDuel. Of course, FanDuel's trying to get, you know, from a, from a facing side, like, yeah, FanDuel wants to get their foot in whatever door they can, sports-wise, I get it. But it becomes really scary for, like, the average better. Mm. When Sham Sharani can be like, hey, I'm not going to put out the tweet that LeBron's out tonight for another 20 minutes. Why don't you guys, you know, cover yourselves up yeah. and make sure you don't get bet on too bad here? All you got to do is, is lean out the door, shut down the hallway. Right it's crazy. Right so it's, it's, it's going to be an issue down the road, but. I mean, this is what sports betting brings. And and you know what? This is one of the few times that as a non-sports better that like commotion happens and I'm sitting like on the sideline like happy I'm not in sports betting. Because most of the time when commotion happens, it's because like you guys get to take advantage of something and earn extra money or put a bet down somewhere. And I'm not able to do that because I don't even know how this stuff works half the time. For me, like now I'm in, I'm in a great spot where I'm like, ah, you guys all look really stressed out about this. And it won't affect me. But it's also taken over how people watch sports in not a good way. It used to be sports betting, like when it was like illegal, it would be like, oh, isn't it funny? Like Herbert didn't throw a touchdown pass and a lot of people bet on it. And then instead of people talking about the Chargers winning in overtime to go to four and two, all of sports Twitter is talking about the fact that they lost on a boosted odds bet that should have been a sure thing. And like, that's not what sports is supposed to be about. It's not about your freaking bet. We don't. I don't care about your. I don't care about random Twitter person's bet. Just like I don't care about random Twitter person's fantasy team. Yeah, so like it's uh, the fact that it's just invaded like the normalcy of sports talk is 
is frustrating. I mean, right? fantasy football. It should be a, it should be a separate topic. Yeah. And like, it's like, it's, it's like a side. I, I like that. Thing. Separate church and state. Like it should be, it shouldn't be the basis of, that's why I hate when people base the, like their basis of if a player is good or not, of how they're doing in fantasy. Yeah. Like, and well, that's why sometimes when, it's happened, sometimes it's not. It's, it's but a lot of times it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you talk about just a football sense, like this guy could be helping my football team. How fits. And his, right. And his ways and not popping up in fantasy. So it's why I didn't like fantasy football for the longest time. Because one, it gave like novice people and very ignorant fans something that they thought they were like really knowledgeable about football. Like you'd say a name to him and be like, oh, he's not good. And they, they think they know because they see that guy get seven points in fantasy instead of actually watching his film. You know what or I mean? worse, they perform really well in week 17, which doesn't matter to fantasy. Yeah, yeah true, and, true. But that's what got him in the playoffs. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just along those lines of that, man. Like I can see. You know, very much of that. But that's funny to hear your disdain of sports betting for a second. That, that's actually really funny. All right. All I have to say at the buzzer is, like, Jake, you've known us for a long time. You were one of the first people who were there with me when I really hopped on this bandwagon. But I feel like I got to remind everybody out there that it's, it's still Puma fam first. Like, I got I got the Nike on today. I got I got the pollens on the feet. You can't see them under the desk. I got the pollens on. Um, Nova sweatshirt, so it's Nike, a Nike basketball jersey, the socks are Nike, like, and l- absolutely love my job at Nova, couldn't love anything more, to be honest, but they, they're making me buy a lot of Nike, like, I bought more Jordans than I've imagined, I got more Nike sweats, all their apparel is Nike. Can I be honest with you? Don't what? That's not the L that you're making it out to be. It re- it's just like- It's not an, it's an L, it's not an L. It's a humble brag. It's it's not a humble <laughs> brag at all. Puma it, will forgive you. You know that they will forgive you. I don't know, man. They try to get Puma to send him some free stuff. <laughs> Seriously, hey, hey, man, the dog. Nike winning the battle, man. Like I only got so much I can. You're gonna clip this when you ask for free stuff and be like, "What do you think?" When I when here's how I knew it was getting bad is the MB twos came out and then there's a pair of Jordan fours that are dropping at the end of October and I can only afford one pair and I said to myself, ah. Uh, I'm going to wait on the mellows because I want to make sure I get these Jordans. And then 10 seconds later, I gasped. <laughs> like, That's a funny issue. Yeah, like, like I thought it. <laughs> so you just get like, looking on your laptop. Like, you just, know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, you, know the, you know the DJ Khaled meme where he started me. Like, no way did I make this decision. And I'm sticking to it. But, like, I was want everyone to still know it's still Puma fam. The paws are still on me whenever they can be. It's just, you know, I got a, I got a job, man. What? I got to talk to him because there's a bunch of my fans out there be like, why he was wearing so much Nike? I can't believe he's, he's still a Puma fan. Like I hear it's, it's all over the papers. Stephen A talking about it on first tape. They got like, your I got, picture up there. I got I to gotta set the record straight, man. I'll say, is that an old cover scene? I, I've never seen like so a this is, like, like this is the... 90s color yeah, scheme. That's yeah, what yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's really it's Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is the 80s, the 80s color scheme. This is the color scheme when they want to chip. I like they, the then logo. they go to the maroon in the 90s yeah. and they go to the, the logo. I like the, the yellow. It makes it pop. You know what I mean? Shout, out, shout out that boy too, man. You know what I mean? We love we love seeing No but, fillers update because it'd be a sad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no way. No, 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 keep it pushing. <laughs> keep no pushing. way. Keep it pushing. I don't even want to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> because I know as soon as I'm going to check the score, as soon as I end the episode, I want to prolong the sadness. Dang, Knowles. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of Straight Facts. It was a great one. Shout out to everybody on the Up On Game Presents Network. Again, make sure you're liking and subscribing to them on all platforms. 
Everyone over there doing a great job. Lamar Arrington, Plexico Burris, and TJ Hushmanzada. We appreciate y'all. And of course, shout out my guys, Jake Galley and Stat Matt Robinson. I'm James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference that's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through better help provides online therapy on your schedule it's flexible simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you learn more at betterhelp.com that's better h-e-l-p.com I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.